Good morning. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for your big book study. My name is Russ Adam. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, September 2nd, 2022. We are reading from the big book today. So since it was suggested yesterday in the reading, we're reading a spiritual experience, page 567, uh, from terms of spiritual experience to contempt prior to investigation, Herbert Spencer. And... Um, Today's readers are the Staff's GNR Traditions, Matthew G. First reader, which will be reading Spiritual Experiences, Janice PM. Page 164 is Tenzin P. The backup readers, Anne Marie L. M. Anne Marie M. Newcomer greeters, Terry S. And the second hour verse is Karen K. So the reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, September 1st, 2022. 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,355, that's 19,355, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Meeting is 19,360, 19,360. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry a message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, always fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our message is uh, that people who, who suffer from compulsive overeater can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, I will now ask Jeannie R. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Jeannie, our um, compulsive overeater in recovery. The 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Jeannie. Um, next up is Matthew G. for the traditions. 
Hi, I'm Matthew G., compulsive overeater in Paris. These are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest, money, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to be of service. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate it. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers of six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that you, your sharing be direct, directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the direction of the big book means to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. And because it was suggested yesterday's reading, we are reading the spiritual experience in appendix two, page 567, starting with the terms of the spiritual experience, uh, ending with contemporary to investigation, Herbert Spencer. So although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day that others should share their experience too. So if you are on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back and allow other fellows to have a chance to share on what we're doing here today. So I've asked Janice PM to read the spiritual experience today. Well, thank you so much. And what a privilege it is to read spiritual experience. My name is Janice PM. And I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Now, the term spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, 
which upon careful reading shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of a sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming, quote, God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the, quote, educational variety, unquote, because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the differences long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few uh, exceptions, our members find that they have tapped in unsuspected inner resources, any resource which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it, quote, God consciousness, unquote. Most emphatically, we wish to say that an alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance, and that principle is contempt prior to investigation. Herbert Spencer. Hmm. This is it. This is, <laughs> this is the solution for all my problems. You know, and we're going to read uh, that, you know, there's one word in here that is common to the whole spiritual experience. And that word for me is change. 
I need, there needs to be a change in my life. And that's called, for me, the spiritual awakening. Bill had an experience, you know, spiritual experience. It was sudden. It was like a lightning bulb, you know, lightning. Um, and, and each one, he, if we get to learn the way that Bill writes, he uses words interchangeably so he doesn't be, it's not boring. So you have, can have an experience spiritual experience or a spiritual awakening the spiritual awakening takes a little longer and that's me i had a spiritual awakening it took me a long time to surrender <laughs> to my denial and my uh, ignorance of uh, knowledge uh, but it does come and it's a personality change from compulsive overeating and, uh, you know, it's uh, not a religious experience for me. It's, it was a personality change. It was, um, like it says here, it, it wasn't a spectacular upheaval. That's not true. It was uh, over a long period of time, a revolutionary change. You know, um, it was a transformation from what I was, what I believed, what I felt what I thought, what my attitude was. And it took time for me, slowly, over a period of time. And uh, it was a profound alteration, which is uh, to life, and that's the change, the change. And uh, of course, if we have, a, you know, it's, I feel that if I, once I know that I am an alcoholic, a, a compulsive overeater, I am powerless and I cannot manage my own life. So it's absolutely necessary to find a spiritual experience. Um, you know, and I was belligerent and I was in denial and uh, <laughs> couldn't get better. I had to accept. Once I knew, once I diagnosed myself, as a compulsive overeater and I tried everything else, there was like no middle of the road. I was either gonna die, go insane, or recover to a most beautiful life that like I've never I've never even thought about. So we have to look and you know, investigate this program and see and don't close up oh. my mind. And with that I am going to pass. Thank you. All right, there, Janice. I think I, <laughs> I think I uh, went jumped it, begun with it every couple of days sharing. But y'all, y'all know what's up. If we shared it in the past couple of days, please step back. The line's going to be open for sharing. Please take it easy on me one at a time, so we can uh, just get everybody in that wants to share. All right, who would like to share on spiritual experience? Christina J. Anne-Marie Christina, M. Christina, Anne-Marie. Ken, Loretta W. H. Ken, someone else there for Ken. Loretta, Loretta H. Loretta, Loretta C. C. Barbara, I got. And is, is it, uh, was it Nancy, Nancy C? Nancy C, yes. Nancy, we got you. Take a few more. Terry J. Terry. Karen K. Karen. 
Who else? All right, we got a pretty good list here. We got Christina J, Marie M, Ken WH, Loretta M, Barbara. I believe it was Barbara E. You correct me. Nancy C, Terry J, and Karen K. All right, Christina J, you're up. Star one. Morning, everybody on the line this morning. This paragraph is so loaded, oh my God, so I don't have to share on it at all, thank God. But tapped an inner resource, that's what really stuck out to me today. I had this resource my entire life, but I never tapped into it, never pressed on that heart chakra, that heart area. I had an experience with that. My second husband, who died of cancer, he, when we first got together, he pressed on that area in my heart, and I burst forth in the deepest tears I've ever felt in my life because I had years and years and years of pain covering up that beautiful place that wanted to be opened in me. Of course, it took years after that because I wasn't in recovery then. I went to all sorts of outside resources for recovery, searched in every nook and cranny of this world, in every scientist's brain through articles and pills and potions. Nothing worked. Spiritual journeys out into the desert and circles and shamans and all kinds of stuff in my whole life. Finally, this book that someone gave to me about 10 years before I even cracked it open and carried it around with me, finally gave it away thinking there was nothing important in it. Finally, God brought the book back to me, brought the meetings back to me, brought the people back to me. This book taught me how to tap the inner resource of him, the gold mine, baby, the gold mine. And I don't don't always tap into it 100%. Sometimes it's 10%, but it's always there. It's always supporting me. Uh, Yesterday, I had a day from hell at work. I had three huge projects that had to be done by day end. My boss breathing on my neck with all kinds of other tasks and duties, and the office was moving and people were drilling. I was out of my mind. I said, God, please help me. I just said it one time, and I got through the day. I got everything done, and I didn't have to effing pick up. didn't even come to my mind. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. If you're out there and you haven't tapped the inner resource, this book will teach you and tell you and take you how to get there. Don't waste your life anymore, please. I mean, you know, your life's passing by with each bite, with each misery. It's not your fault. Remember that. Surrender. Take action, and you'll get there. Thank you, everyone. I love you all. Pass. Thanks, Christina. Next up is Anne-Marie M. Falbert, Ken W.H. Good morning. Good morning, Russ. Um, this is Anne-Marie M. Recovered through God's grace and by working the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous, gratefully um, recovered in South Carolina. I am um, amazed at this reading. Uh, you know, the two speakers, two people that just spoke, I could identify with so much. I mean, yes, change throughout this whole two pages, a page, page and a half. 
Uh, that's my child, my grandchild in the background of the old community. Um, the change is um, the spiritual experience I believe that many people have, not a lot, but many people. I know uh, my husband had it in his uh, recovery as an alcoholic, and I know other people who have had it within Overeaters Anonymous, that drastic change right away. And those, for me, was spiritual awakening. I also believe that even the people that had that, that spiritual experience continue to have spiritual awakenings. I know for me, it's not just a one and done deal, that it's a one-time spiritual awakening. And I, and I can um, attest to that by, by last night having an alteration in my mind, I want to say, with uh, another um, uh, someone in my, my intergroup, uh, my newly formed intergroup here in South Carolina. Um, and, you know, I got off the phone really angry, and but, you know, I was able to see, and I'm looking at this, and I still need to do a 10th step at it because it was last, late last night, but anyway, the change for me is that I'm looking at how I perceived her behavior. Before it would have been, she shouldn't have said that to me, and she said it to me in the wrong way, and her tone was raw, off. Today, because of the spiritual awakening that I've had, I can see it's my perception, and that is so, so important. That that's, helps, I mean, my whole life. That helps my whole life with all, with all situations. The other thing is uh, a contempt prior to investigation, Oh my gosh, I was not going to weigh and measure my food. I was so judgmental of people who had to uh, call their sponsor with their food plan. I was so judgmental, and I wasn't going to do that. I was above that. <laughs> and here I was. I couldn't keep two or three days put together. But I was not going to be uh, one of those people that had to weigh and measure and follow all these what I thought was rules and regulations in this program. And, um, you know, that was contempt prior to investigation. And, and I'm just grateful. I'm just so grateful to God, um, my, my loving creator, that has been able to open me up. Because it's, it's all him. You know, it's my desire, but it is his doing that I, have, I am where I am today. And I'm continuing to grow. I haven't got this thing, believe me. I, I am continually having spiritual awakenings. Um, I'll pass with that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Next up is Ken W.H. Thanks, Russ. Uh, appreciate uh, your hearing my name. Um, be blessed on your special day today. Um, yeah, I'm Ken W.H., uh, Recover Compulsive Overeater from North Carolina, um, spiritual experience, awakening, uh, encounter, um, God moment. Uh, I've had many, many uh, God moments and God encounters over the years, even in the midst of addiction. Um, it's doing something <laughs> as a result of having had those experiences that makes the difference. Um, I tried through self-discipline for years and years and years to be better, to make myself better, to be a better follower, to be a, a better spiritual person, and all kinds of different ways of trying to get there. And um, as has been said, and uh, none of that worked until I let go. Um, 
I've undergone a, a profound alteration in my reaction to life, and I'm still learning about that. I'm still uh, learning to live into it, and it's not always easy because sometimes uh, I just want to <laughs> yeah, take the easier, softer way, I guess, and, and try to do it myself, and I run into a wall when I do, and I get my nose bloodied, and I feel awful about myself, and all that shame stuff gets stirred up, and I stop. It's it's not pretty. So I have to get back to God. And yesterday I, I ran into one of those little walls, but a, a dear, dear friend of mine took me to prayer and got me in touch uh, with God again. And um, that spiritual encounter. Um, I have awakened over the years, slowly but surely, and I continue to be amazed at how asleep I've been. <laughs> And at times that I can be, and uh, I need that kick, I need that push, I need the presence of a friend, I need, um, I just have a lot of need to to stay on task here, to stay in the in the solution, and um, have continue to have a profound alteration in the way I react to life, and hopefully all for the better. And I'm just so grateful to be here today, and. Uh, Thank you, Russ. Appreciate you. Pass. Thanks, Ken. Next up is Loretta M. Followed by Barbara E. Russ, did you gotcha. say Loretta I gotcha. H? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It was it Loretta H or Barbara E. I'm sorry. No, you. You're up. You're up. Oh, thank you. Sorry about the confusion. Um, and this is Loretta H. Recovered in North Carolina. And thank you all, 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 along with my precious God for saving my life. The spiritual experience. Um, actually, in the first big book, it was called The Spiritual Experience. In the second printing of this book, it was called The Awakening, because so many people, which is my story, did not have that white light where they fell to their knees and, you know, understood God and got God and all of that stuff. And so I have had experience of the educational variety so grateful because it talks about the how in here and honesty that's the first thing I had to do when I came into the program was be entirely honest with my food because I've never been that and I came in at 54 so that was my first day of an honest day's work then that open-mindedness, I had to come in and set aside everything I think I know. And I believe that willingness for me is overrated because I need to do the work. And that's where, with God's grace and mercy and the work, I get the ability to actually change and have that spiritual awakening. I had to go through the steps to get it. And um, the contempt is the ego. You know, that is where I have to, if I don't keep God present at all times, that contempt will come in in a New York minute. 
And so I loved all the shares and the first person that shared about the privilege. This is a privilege that God gives me every day to have this awakening. And with that privilege, I get to be useful, loving, the four absolutes, and purity, which I call authenticity, and usefulness, and, of course, that word honesty. I have to be honest in all my affairs because without that, that's my powerlessness. So I'm powerless, dash, hopeless. My life is unmanageable. So I have to bring something in into this every day that's called God and surrender. And with that, um, somebody said the other day, I loved it, I'm not in the business of outcomes anymore. I'm just in the business of doing God's will. And that's when I become God conscious and such a, a gift that I get every single day when I get the ego out of the way and do the how. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Loretta. So before we have Barbara jump on here, I want to let you know where we're at. Obviously, we're in the spiritual experience, um, five, seven, five, six, seven, reading the whole thing. We're sharing on that. And um, Barbara, hey, you're up. Star one, Barbara. All right, look, we'll jump to Nancy C., and then I'll try Barbara one more time. Nancy C. Hey, Russ, Nancy C., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm so grateful to be back on this line live. I've been um, across the pond and not been able to connect to this meeting, and this is my fountain, my spiritual connection to this program, so I thank all of you for being on the line today. You know, spiritual experience, God, spirituality, where was my life? I always thought that I was a religious person, but never really got the spirituality part of it, and what my problem was, I think, is what it says here that he finally realized that he had undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life. I always reacted to everyone was out to get me. If it wasn't my way, there was no other way. I didn't understand until I picked up this book and my sponsor set down the spiritual toolkits and laid it at my feet. And I was like, I don't get this, but I'm going to do it because the evidence in the room and in each one of your voices was that this thing worked and my God, God came into my heart and he changed it and he let me have a different reaction to life. Most of it is my reaction that I'm one among many. I'm not the one that's in charge anymore, that God has removed me from his throne and put himself back where he, he belongs. And I listened to that and I listened to him through each one of you sharing being honest with me, and it all does start with honesty for me. I have to be honest, willing, and open to be able to take this program and have it transform me like it has. Contempt prior to, prior to investigation was my MO. I didn't believe anyone. I just would 
be whatever my thoughts were, whatever I thought it needed to be. I never took a look. Today, I say every day, let me be open to see what God's will is here. Your will, not mine, be done and be open to the blessings that he gives me. And the biggest blessing is that I've surrendered my will and my life to him, that I am recovered today. I have food neutrality. I was on a journey for the last week and a half with language barriers and trying to get the food I needed. God took care of me every step of the way. That's a miracle. And that's because I surrendered to his will for me and he took care of me. So this program does work. The spiritual toolkit is right there for anyone, and it did change my heart so that I have a different reaction to everything that I do today. And with that, I pass. Thanks for letting me share, Russ. Thanks, Nance. Appreciate you. So if Barbara is still there, you could jump up on here and share. And if not, we're going we're gonna to jump to Terry J. All right, Terry J, you're up. Star one. Good morning. Good morning. This is Terry J. Just grateful that you heard my name, grateful to be on the line this morning, and especially for where we're at and the sharing on a vision for you. This is for me, the spiritual experience that is, this, uh, this appendix two, I believe it is, uh, for me, it's just the caveat in my process that I have to have this spiritual experience with God, not with my sponsor, not with my God squad, but with God. Now, I'm not knocking that. I love my sponsor. I love my God squad. They keep me on point when I want to veer off into the woods somewhere, when I'm not listening to God's voice that I just said I can't do this without. So they help turn me around. All this is necessary in this process to recover for me. This is for Terry. Um, I just can't do it any other way. I am grateful, grateful, grateful this morning. And that's all I have to share. Thanks. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate it. Next up is Karen Kay. And then we're going to take another list. Good morning. My name is Karen Kay, Recovered Compulsive Eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits don't transfer. Um, you know, having a spiritual experience for me is, um, you know, the book is trying to, you know, say, you know, what a process is of having a spiritual experience. Um, the way I read it for me is it's a spiritual program. It's a spiritual transformation um, as I go through the steps as I go through um, working with other people and watching them have their spiritual experience. Um, I did have something very profound happen. And I, for me, it's, it's um, uh, giving in. Um, you know, I used to say, um, um, just the, the, the winners just, just 
I want to say the word winners. I can't think of the word. I'm going brain dead here. But basically, it's just letting God do his job. Pray and get out of the way. Pray and get out of the way. And when I'm doing the getting out of the way, is the part of the meditation where I'm being directed to do how God would have me be. Um, and I'm grateful that the way, you know, things were changed around a little bit. So, you know, because not everybody had the same experience as Bill W. did. And um, this is such a powerful, powerful page, uh, or page and a quarter, I should say, that, you know, every time I read it, it's something different. And it's an experience. It's also, for me, a way of life. And with that, I'll pass. All right there, Karen. Appreciate that. So uh, we're going to open up the lines again. But before we do, uh, since it was suggested yesterday's reading, we're up in the spiritual experience on 567 for a page and a half. Okay, and also, since I'm getting a little older, I didn't hear my friend Rick J on the last round. So I want to throw Rick up on, on for the first one, and then we can take a few more. Sorry about that, Rick. I didn't hear you. And uh, who would like to share? Rifka. Okay. Rifka. Carmella. Joe J. Amy G. Carmella. Lisa J. And then Amy G. But there's somebody between Carmella and Amy. I'm sorry. Joe J. Judith S. P. Okay. So. So. Jay, correct me later. Sorry, Beth, I get in uh, Judas. I think we're going to be cutting it tight, but let's let's, let's you just go with this list. So, Rick J, you are up. Hey, Russ, thank you so much. Thanks for your service, brother. Love you. Um, Rick J, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina, and definitely not cured. Um, you know, it's it's been a long journey with uh, for me in in um, a twelve step program world, and it started off thirty five years ago. I, I came into um, Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, very defiant, very pissed off at God. I, in my mind, I had this God of my understanding then that uh, was a punishing God um, who didn't. Um, listened to me and did not acknowledge me and i shared at a very early meeting um on step two when it came my turn to share i said i don't know about all this god bullshit i just know that if i don't come to these meetings i'm going to get drunk um what does that have to do with me today so uh you know i am i am a recovered compulsive overeater i am a recovered alcoholic and not cured from either one of these and uh what did transfer over from you know from my um early attempts at working a 12-step program is that this this um coming to believe in a power greater than myself and that has never gone away i went through this process of coming to believe truly believe in my own powerlessness which is a wonderful place to start because if I am not 
powerless. If I am not beyond human aid, then I will figure out a way to fix it. I'll fix it myself. Thank you very much. I don't need you. I don't need God. I don't need anybody. However, that was uh, not the case for me. And I, I kept, um, you know, finding that bottom below the bottom we know. <laughs> you know I love that expression. And, uh, you know, I just kept going deeper and deeper until I finally had gotten to where I could not go any further into the darkness, you know, and I, I needed the light of a, a power greater than me. And I, and they taught me, I was taught early on that I could have this, this belief in this God of my understanding that there needed to be and had to be a power beyond anything I was capable of doing. For me, that is absolutely what this whole program is built upon and when i got beyond this god of my religion and went to a god of my understanding for me there was no more debate i could choose what that power was and i came to believe in that power and then i simply made a decision in step three to to learn how to release everything that was blocking me from that power and four through nine and then continue that process of connection and release through 10 11 and 12 and i mean that is what i'm doing today and what i'm doing differently today is the way i'm connecting releasing and connecting and releasing and connecting to that power and carrying the message to the best of my ability but absolutely this is everything uh, this whole program is everything about a power greater than ourselves restoring us to sanity and connecting to that power on a daily basis. Thanks so much, Russ. Thanks, brother. Next up is Riska R. Followed by Carmela. I hope I did your name justice. Sorry about that. Hi. Um, it's Riska R. from uh, Baltimore. Um, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater for today. Um, so at 16, I had a spiritual experience. I had been an atheist, and uh, I was in high school uh, in San Diego, and I was very um, upset about, as my usual, you know, modus operandi, I was upset about something. So I was very, very upset about something, and I left school, and I ran up to the top of the, the hill, um, and I sat in this field of flowers, and I was just doing in my resentments and there was a, like a shaft of light that came on this flower and I looked at this flower and all of a sudden I just there was like it was a bolt of lightning I just felt like there was a there was a higher power there was there was a god in this world and and it brought profound joy for the moment <laughs> like I was really on a high that day like oh my gosh there is something higher in the world. There is meaning. There's purpose. There's real, true, uh, you know, um, something so so glorious and so beautiful and and some, so much higher than than me. There's God. Um, so that was really a very exciting moment. Um, but in terms of a profound alteration in my reaction to life, that's been a spiritual awakening which is um is still happening um this personality change this you know this profound alteration in my reaction to life is 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 not something that 
I um, that I, and when I get into judgment and fear, you know, um, I go right back to my ego, which keeps me stuck again. And that's why I need a 10th step to change my perception. I think what I ha- had today is that the, the spiritual that's the spiritual awakening is what allows. Um, me to take responsibility. I know when I'm off today. I know that up. Oh, I need to do a, a ten step. I'm gotten to judgment on this person. That is really off, and it allows. Or I got into fear. Or um, it just allows me to, to my reaction. Me to be to acknowledge that my my reaction is off, and that I need help to for my perception to change. Um, so it's. I'm so glad we read this today because it really really defined it for me that it's okay I'm okay that I that I need the spiritual awakening constantly and that um that my letting go of you know judgments and fears is something that's a you know a, um yes I've I've I can take responsibility for my reaction to life today I guess that's what I want to really say that I can, my reaction to life as as it's happening is 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 something that I know if I'm off, and so I'm really grateful today. And thank you so much. I'll, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Next up is Carmela G, followed by Solution J. I'm sorry, man. I'm having a rough time with the names today. Excuse me, and I apologize. I'm not being in jest here. I'm just sorry about that. Carmela, you're up. Thank you so much. My name is Carmela G, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater for this day. And Russ, you're doing a great job keeping us together and us all in line. And thank you for that and for everyone on the line. This spiritual experience when I, when I had my career and I was working and I was responsible for many people and I was in the corporate world, we spoke about change and how in order to have change, there was a process. People had to get unfrozen. Well, when I came into program, I realized I was frozen in my defects of character, in all of the defects. And it took these steps to allow me to go through the spiritual experience of personal change because I was so frozen, nothing could melt me. I was an iceberg with my mind and my decisions. But through working these steps, I always believed in God but my consciousness that he was walking with me every day and that he knew better than I. Amazing. I never realized anyone could know more than Carmela. I mean, I was an expert, but the reality came, and then the transformation came as I continued on the journey. And today the profound alteration, and yesterday brought to mind something so that I was so unhappy with the decision of another, and the reality that this program allowed me to have 
through the spiritual experience of being God conscious was to accept. Accept that God has us all, that he's in charge, and that I just have to put one foot in front of the other and live in the steps. And that is the gift of this program through having spiritual experiences every day. And thank you for allowing me to share. I pass. Thanks, Carmela. So next up is, um, so if you're there, let me know what your name is. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so here. sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. This is Shao Q. Jay. Can can you hear me? Shao Shao Q. Shao Q. Jay. Could you tell us J O U K J E S J O U K J E, and the pronunciation is S H O U K Y A, and I'm from Ohio. Thank you. Sorry about that. No worries. It's a good icebreaker. So I'm Shao KJ from Ohio, and I'm a compulsive overeater, and um, I'm so happy to be able to share on this line. Um, For me, spiritual experience and spiritual awakening, I had a spiritual awakening uh, 34 years ago in a cathedral in Bristol, UK, and um, I couldn't stop crying when it happened. And so that didn't uh, change me at all. It changed me in that moment, and it just put me on a journey where I was seeking for that type of feeling again and again and again, um, just like addiction does for me, just like the food do, does for me, except the food is not very healthy for me, obviously. That's why I'm here. Um, so what I've, what I've learned for me is spiritual experience is, you know, there are awakenings that I was blessed to experience, but then I have a lot of work to do. It's... Um, the educational variety that helps me to um, to really change my mind. Um, doing 10 steps, like somebody said earlier, it becomes a new way of thinking. Um, and just, you know, spiritual experience is the awareness of a power greater than myself. Being aware of God at any time um, is so important for me. And I keep forgetting every single day I have to work really, really hard to remember who's in charge, and it's not me. Um, and then at the, at the bottom of 568, when uh, we talk about willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. Um, two years ago, I, I needed some help understanding the, but these are indispensable. And what I, what I learned from some of the fellows here on this line is that it means, but also, and, these are indispensable. It is so important to use how, honest, open, and willing. Am I honest, open, and willing at any time? And that is how I continue my spiritual experiences and have those spiritual awakenings um, throughout my life. It's, It's never ending for me. I know it's there. I know God has my back, and I have to keep seeking him because I'm the one that that sometimes loses my way probably every single day um, I, I kind of get off and forget about God being able to help me um, and with that I'll pass thank you 
So we have about, we have just about three minutes left. So Judith, if you could wait till uh, the next meeting, I'm sure Karen will put you right at the top of the list. And our last share will be Amy G. Good morning, Russ. Thank you so much for your service, and thank you, everyone, for a great meeting. How how incredible. It just gives me chill bumps to hear everyone shares today. Um, this whole idea of the profound oh, – hi, I'm Amy, recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland um, – undergone a profound alteration in reaction to life. I mean, this, to me, in my wildest imaginations when I came to this program, I just wanted the food to stop calling, right? I had no idea what I was up against, the physical allergy and the mental obsession. But you all showed me and you taught me about what this illness was about. And at the heart of it was a spiritual malady, that I had a hole in my soul that I tried to fill with a knife and a fork, and that I was powerless, and that I needed a power greater than myself. But that not only that by working these 12 steps, by putting the food down and working these 12 steps, that I would find that higher power through a process of acceptance, surrender, and action, but I would find a new way of life. I didn't understand what that new way of life was going to be, but through the process of working these 12 steps and now gratefully living in 10, 11, and 12, I've now become equipped. And the food doesn't only not call, because that was my answer to life, right? The problem wasn't the food. It was my answer, right? The problem was me and my spiritual malady and coming to understand that process. Now I'm equipped in a different way to handle life and how I respond life, respond to life. And through that process of changing, I have now developed the concept of a higher power that I've also never dreamed possible. I mean, I came into this program wanting to be struck absent, right? My first sponsor was, you know, someone who came down the the stairs in the middle of the night, the lights flickered on and off, and she'd been abstinent ever since. I'm like, give me some of that, because it looked like there was no work involved. But everyone today has made it very clear that it doesn't matter if it's a spiritual experience or an awakening. There's still work to be done. And I have to do that work, because I don't act, I don't think my way or believe my way into recovery. I act Right. My sponsor, my sponsor said to me, I don't care if you think your higher power is Jesus, Buddha, or the universal vibes of the tree, as long as it isn't you and it's greater than you. This whole concept of a spiritual awakening, trust me, it will happen if you do the work. Everyone who has gone before has said the same. If we do the work, if we put the food down and we work these 12 steps, that process will occur and that spiritual malady can be remedied one day at a time. But it does say in the big book, you know, the little caveat, we have a daily repeat contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. So that doesn't go away for me. If I want to continue to have this profound change and experience, I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to have to work this program on a daily basis because my default is to be selfish, self-centered, and self-seeking, right? But now I have a new way. I have a choice. I have options. And I'm so grateful to be here with you all doing that because I can't do it alone. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Amy. Appreciate your our last year. And we thank everyone who shared today. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. 
So the share ID for today, Friday, September 2nd, 2022, is 19,361-19361. We will now close the meeting with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Tenzin P. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you very much, um, Tenzin P., checking in from New York. Uh, our book is meant to be suggested on, suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.